This is the Mobile Home Park Lawyer Podcast with Fur Neiman. If you're looking to generate wealth and passive income in the lucrative world of mobile home parks, you're in the right place. You'll discover solutions to the common legal and operational pitfalls and how to optimize parks to maximize income. Your host is in the trenches. He's a real estate attorney, financial analyst, and mobile home park investor and operator. Now, let's turn it over to Fer Neiman. Welcome back, Mobile Home Park Nation. Fer Neiman here again, the Mobile Home Park Lawyer, continuing our discussion on syndications. I'm going to show you this project I just closed on, small project in Des Moines Market. Uh, I've got to set up as a syndication to show you the, the ins and outs, but don't call me about this deal, I'm trying to put money in it. I've already closed it. This was not a syndication. Uh, our team, we sometimes syndicate some of these smaller deals like this. This was uh, $535,000, um, 20 pad site deal. It's got some expansion potential and some uh, about under 10 acres of ancillary ground, but this one's, uh, we're not syndicating. And I'm not advertising for syndication because that would be a, potentially a problem. So that'll come up in future episodes on the do's and don'ts as far as syndication and capital raise. But today, I'm just going to show you what you need to know and do from a pro forma or discounted cash flow analysis perspective. In one of my most recent podcasts, I went over the, the metrics, the formulas, the kind of the meat and potatoes that you need to understand. Well, here we're, we're going to look at it today here on the spreadsheet. And, you know, it's like some of my documents, I sell templates, some stuff I give away for free. You know, this is my actual spreadsheet. You know, I'll sell you guys this for like an hour of time if you want it. I've got more sophisticated forms, but I think this is, this is pretty good for uh, most deals. First tab here, we got our budget, our sources and uses. This is our day one budget. These are not part of my operating expenses. Like I'm bringing on, bringing in a roll off dumpster, initial marketing flags, new billboard signage, white picket fences, decor. We got title work. I'm going to paint the existing uh, park owned homes. There's five of them, about 400 bucks a pop. Trim trees. You know, this is our financing cost. Our bank gave us its quarter point. The next tab, general info, this is the loan. So I got a $535,000 purchase price at 80% LTV, 428K loan, 20 year ammo. 3.75% interest rate. This is a local lender. So this is a recourse loan. That's why you see the lower ammo, but I, I don't mind it because once a small deal, it's hard to get an agency loan or a con. You can't really get an agency at all, but it's even hard to get a conduit CMBS loan at this price point. So from a, from a fee perspective, it's a quarter point. That's not bad. I got 3000 for the appraisal. I got 1900 for my phase one. I paid about 2000 for a septic sewer transfer. And then I got uh, an Alta survey. And then I got the additional kind of all, I got the regular boundary survey plus the Alta. So all in, I'm at about 13.9 on and, uh, inspections and fees and soft costs. So a little painful for a small deal, but you know, it is what it is. I got submetering of water. I got the number of lots, 20 lots times 450 a pop. That's, that's a Metron meters and installation um, and heat tape and kind of foam and stuff to do that. I don't, any I don't have any evictions or property manager plugins, a small deal and good tenant base, minimal office repairs and supplies like a printer. I got $20,000 remodels for park on homes. I'm going to eat about 5,000 in lost water as part of the submetering. And before I get it implemented on my new leases, I got a new playground coming in. I got a 10,000 in miscellaneous. I got a sponsor fee of 75 K commission acquisition fee, whatever you want to call it. Um, and they, uh, th that varies on a deal. This is pretty high, frankly, for a deal of this size, but uh, if ultimately it's what this deal can warrant based on what, how good a deal you found and what the investors can absorb. 
So all in, I got about 681,000 of total uses. I got five Parkland homes. I'm going to sell for an average of 20 grand for an average of 100. You'll see that in my pro forma. It's on a four year cycle, about 25,000 a pop per year. So all told, I need about $250,000 of cash. Go to my p and I'm not going to go through this. I've covered this on other podcasts, but this is my p and Here's the spreadsheet piece. Look, I've got you know, 12 months, zero, zero empty rental homes, zero, zero rental homes, 20 lots, three empty lots. Lot rent's going to be 445. We're at 430 to 420 and 430 today, depending on the tenants. Market rent is over five over 550. So we're you know, really over 500. Some of them are over 550, some are over six. So we're, we're leaning it in pretty, you know, relatively gradual because we're also submitting the water. So we're going to give people about a $20 rent increase plus push the water sewer down. So not a huge raise, but not a small raise either. Uh, NOI, there's our gross. This is all formulaic, blah, blah, blah. Potential gross rent, you got less vacancy. These are all formulas that are drawing off of these other cells here. I think most of you guys know how to do this. So I'm not going to belabor it. Got our other costs in here advertising, insurance, legal, accounting, license permits, park reader, it's free lot rent, road repair, trash, maintenance, snow removal, gas for site visits, property taxes, electric for the or zero in this case, mowing, office supplies. Don't need internet, phone, rent manager, extra logins for this small park. I've got uh, street lights. I've got some unreimbursed water for common area leaks and or volunteer to eat. I've got 5% management fees and I got miscellaneous 1500. So NOI, 48,000. So here we go. Amortization tab, really simple. That's just from the general info tab, pulling the bank info. This will be important for my payoff. Cash flow analysis. Okay, I got NOI. Got, I'm not charging an asset management fee or collection fee for this. Uh, there's my debt service based on the amortization tab. My debt service coverage ratio, 1.58. That's pretty good first year. Banks want to see at least 1.2, 1.25. It gets up to 1.76 in year two and 1.93 in year three as we push the rents a little bit. Um, cash flow from operation, 17.4. Uh, an eight pref, is an 8% preferred return. That's pulling it off of the $250,000 equity balance. So that's $20,000 prep. So from cash flow from operations, we have a 7.1% ROI, which yikes, that's not good enough to cover the prep. Oh no, we're crazy. Well, here's how we make that work. We have those park owned homes, which we can sell. You can sell a number of ways. You can rent them. You can sell them on cash and sell them on terms through a contract for deed or lease to own. I've got other podcasts on the, the pros and cons of that. You can sell them through a 21st mortgage or a PEP or a local credit union. In this pro forma, I'm averaging selling those over a four-year time period, which I think is pretty conservative. So as the manager, I'm taking half of that. So you see down here in my, my fees in yellow, I'm taking 50% in this you know, hypothetical syndication of the park on home and operational fees. So as you see up here in operational fees, there was none. We couldn't even cover the, cover the press, right? Um, at least from just regular operations. So we're going down to the next echelon, and that is the sale of mobile homes. Well, if you do that, you look at this number, our cash on cash return on investment from operations and park on home sales is 12.1%. That's not bad for an investor, 8% PREF. And that PREF means is the investors get eight before I get anything. Now I do have a commission in this, but that's because I got an assignment and I got to give some commission to the guys that found it. I'm not, that's not money in this instance would not be for me. Um, so I've got an 80% waterfall. That's 80 for the general partner, me, 20 for the investor. Again, that's probably higher than normal. I think this deal can, can stomach it. Um, as you see, as you go through the pro forma, 
We've got an eight crafty investors, then 80 to me, 20 to them. They still get a 12.1 in your percent cash on cash the first year, 14% year two. And then year four, they get a you know big liquidity event. We refinance the property. And then I got a refi ammo tab here. And what I'm, what I'm assuming here is a 70% loan to value at a 20 year amortization at 5.5% interest. Those are both pretty conservative. The 70% is reasonable, 20, 20 years, pretty conservative. 5.5, I think, is very conservative with today's interest rates, but this is four years in, so who knows what it's going to be in four years. For the exit cap, I've got it pulling off of a, a 6.7 cap, as an example, excuse me, a 7 cap on this deal, which I think is pretty reasonable also. Um, this little bucket here tells you what their equity balance was. Here's the refi proceeds, less fees. So on the refi, I'm taking an 80% of the fees in this example and then the investors get the delta. I'm not paying the, pref the preferred equity down at the refi, just choosing not to in this example, so the investors can keep their money going. We do it again to the end of the movie. At the end of the movie, which is a hypothetical sale called a reversion value in year 10, we sell the property for 1.45 million. We pay off the bank loan, which is here, refi am amortization H86. So we just go look at this spreadsheet here, this little tab, H86. So that's payment, it's payment 86, age 86 should be payment 74. So at the end of 74 payments on the new loan, it's a 502 payoff. Oops, I'm off the cell. Uh, 506, 697 payoff, which is what we've got. And I've got in this, I've got a, um, the net proceeds there would be about 950, but I'm just, the investors get their money back. This is what calculation does. So here's the net proceeds. You see at the bottom right here in Excel, 950,000. But I got to give the investors their money back. Then the investors get their 250 after the bank's paid off. Then we split those proceeds 80-20. So all told, over in the left, what are the fees? Investors, they put in 250,000. In 10 years, they make 650,000 of profit. It's after getting their money back. So it's an equity multiple of 3.6. If you go down to my definitions here, I've got what these mean. Equity multiples, the ratio of equity to total net profit plus the total equity invested divided by the total equity invested. So basically it's cash in plus profit out divided by cash in, 3.6 equity multiple. Internal rate return right there, I went over that in the last podcast, that's 23.68. So if you're an investor, I'd say it's a pretty good deal. You get an eight pref and you got your promoter, me, signing a recourse note, so you know I'm pregnant on the deal and I'm serious. But you get your one cash on cash double digits, 12%, and you get a 23% IRR, and you get tax benefits from being an owner of the real estate. So I would argue considerably better than a mutual fund. But that's not good enough for me. I mean, it is and it isn't. But here's the business plan on this deal. This is a four-year hold. So I got the same sort of metrics. I just jumped to the cash flow analysis tab on the four-year. If I sell this deal in year four, because I really, I'm gonna, it's gonna be full tilt near four. It's fully stabilized. I can only milk the value so much. So what I've done here is in the sale, the, the, the total reversion price is less because I haven't had as many years to grow the NOI. But I sell for 897 instead of like 1.4. But it didn't take me nearly as nearly as long. So for the investors, holy cow, the rate of return is 49.07. Well, the last couple deals I've done have been like 80. To the investors, eight zero. So just to be honest, it kind of frustrated me that I'm paying the investors that much. I like the investors, I appreciate them, and I, I need them, right? And on this deal is smaller, I don't as much, but in some deals I need them. I got another deal coming on the pike, I need them, right? It's a big number. So 
I want to take care of them, but it was a little hard for me to leave a lot of money on the table. And I try to be conservative so I don't underperform. And I never have, but, you know, knock on wood, um, 20 plus projects never lost money. But you don't know what the next project, you don't want to, in, in my opinion, as a syndicator, you get, it's a one strike policy. You don't get three strikes like in baseball. You know, you strike out once, you miss a pref payment, you're toast. You miss, you know, you, you miss a mortgage payment, you're totally toast. But anyway, if I'm over delivering at 49.07, I don't want to get, honestly, I don't want to give the investors that much. So what I've done here is I've contributed or I've, I've created a, a 30% cap. And here's, you can see the manager split. Uh, where's that formula in here? Um, this formula, you can screenshot this and look at it. Equals min, future value, blah, blah, blah. Basically what that does is it says if the return to the investors net of my fees is going to be more than 30% IRR, which it is up to 49 in this example, it's going to cap it at this at 30. So the investors make, in this case, they put in 250, they get the 250 back plus 227 in profit in four years, which equals a multiple of 1.91. So not as high equity multiple as a 10 year hold, but obviously it took them four years instead of 10 years to get there. So one would argue it's a better deal. It's a better IRR, 30% versus 23. The downside is they got to they got to go place the money somewhere else at the end of four years and, and potentially pay taxes on it or pay, pay capital gain unless we do a, a 1031 exchange. So pros and cons, that's what it looks like in syndication. These are all the metrics you need to know what a prep return is, what the hurdles are from operations, from a refire sale. Is there a cap? Who gets paid when? You know, you got your P&L assumptions, you got your budget assumptions. All this goes into the deal. I'll just show you real quick what this looks like if I don't do fees. So if I don't, if I just me, I'm not going to charge a sponsor fee. Boom, it's minus 75. I'm not going to raise as much capital. 175. I don't have to do the pref. This is my money. And I got to change this to 175 investment. Look at that IRR, 52.69. Okay, that's a pretty dang good deal. Um, oh, I got to charge. I got to change the fees here too. Sorry, it's way too high. That's way off. I was like, it seems too low. It's because I had uh, I was charging fees mythically to myself. So if I get rid of the management fees, IRR of 100.38. So this is a kind of extreme example. Generally, it's not that much of a spread. Depends on the deal, that much was spread between the investor cut. Uh, typically, I don't say typically, but typically it's 10 to 15% extra is, is the fees. On a smaller deal, on a shorter hold like this, I mean, yeah, it's 100.38, which, yeah, I'm doubling my money um, at quite the clip doing it like that. So, anyway, that's uh, you know pretty much a typical syndication spreadsheet. Back to the tabs real quick, we got the just sources and uses tab, it's kind of like day one budget, we got the banking tab. You got your profit and loss. This is you know over several years. Some of these numbers in subsequent years are just increased by inflation. Some of them are not, like the gas for safe visits goes down considerably. I'm gonna visit it less frequently once it's full, that kind of thing. Oh, by the way, here's one more thing. The city's fighting me right now. So I got three vacant lots. The city's fighting me on zoning. So I'm gonna have to do a variance or sue them and I'm gonna win because there's Supreme Court law and statute law in Iowa that protects grandfathering. But I can't really get that done pre-closing. Kind of a pain. But so if I change this, to zero vacant lots, holy cow, what's my IRR gonna do? It goes to 136%. You can bet that's what I'm gonna do. At least that's what I'm gonna try to do. The other thing is I got 10 acres of excess ground that I think I can sell for 150K, which is another reason why I put in this 30% investor cap because I don't wanna tell my investors I'm gonna sell the ancillary ground for 200K, which is basically the broker's domain get two to 250. Um, this land was, by the way, was marketed as redevelopment. Um, I don't want to put that in my pro forma and in my PPM, my private placement memorandum, and then not deliver. 
So I'm just going to put it in there as a, I'm giving you zero credit for it, but it might happen. But if I just do that, that's 200,000 extra for the investors. That seems like unjust enrichment to them. I did that on another property and it kind of grinds my gears that I, I left about a million dollars on the table. To be honest, it hurt. I, mean, I still got, I still did okay. Right. But a million freaking dollars left on the table. So I'm not doing that twice. So Logan, my uh, business partner and CFA, who's a numbers cruncher, we sat this here together and we said, how are we, we going to make this quote fair to us if we over deliver it? And it was by putting in this cap. Um, anyway, that's how I do a syndication. This is, there's, there's more complicated spreadsheets out there. I've got access to some of them. I've done them before, but really this is, this is pretty good. Discounted cash flow analysis, a lot of moving parts still. Um, formulas are in here. All that stuff's in here. So anyway, reach out if you have any questions. Until next time, God bless. You've been listening to the Mobile Home Park Lawyer Podcast with Ferd Neiman. Ready to learn more? Go to www.themobilehomelawyer.com for free resources and materials to help you succeed. If you love the podcast, go to Apple Podcasts, give us your review, and subscribe today. Thank you for listening. Neither the Supreme Court of Missouri nor the Missouri Bar reviews nor approves certifying organizations or specialist designations. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements.